Greetings, true believers and readers of comic books here in the real world. Welcome to the Fake Nerd Book Club. I am Ben Magnet, and I am pretty sure that I am still in the real world, and I didn't wake up in an amazing comic book dimension. Although, maybe waking up in a comic book dimension is not the best idea. I don't know, but we'll find out because today's book club is The Unbelievable Gwenpool, Volume 1, Believe It, written by, I have it written by Christopher Hastings, drawn by both Guri Hero and Danila Be Beirut. Inkers are Guri Hero and Danila Beirut. With the letterers being, or the letterer being Clayton Cowles. And the inker is, or I said inker already, colorist is Guri Hero and Tamara Bonvillain. And I, of course, joined on this unbelievable adventure with my bros, Brandon T. McClure. It's important to note that when I called him this morning, he asked me, what day is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not wrong. I completely forgot what day it was today. And of course, Sparks Witty, who is just eating this up, and I know he's going to use this against me sometime in the future. Is Ben even awake right now? We're not sure. Some, We're not sure. some say that he still sleeps. <laughs> I sleep he, podcast. That's what I do. He might be asleep by the end of this episode. We'll see. I better not be. I got some wake-up juice in my hand, so... We've established that the wake-up juice no never works for you. The wake-up juice does work with me in the morning, that's for sure. All right, well, it is the morning. It is early in the morning for I us. Think, I think uh, at this point, you just like drinking it because you've inoculated yourself to its uh, powers by doing it all the time. <laughs> it's like a, like taking a, a shots all the time. Just being like, now it's oh, just I'm a placebo. <laughs> Now, now it's just now it's just boy you wouldn't like me till I had my wake up juice and it's like <laughs> I think you'd probably be the same actually. Uh, so Ben, to just yeah. jump right into the book, I really enjoyed this. Uh, I really, Yay. I really liked. Uh, I really, uh, I like this. I've been hearing good things about it uh, on comic book Twitter for a while and been interested in checking it out. Uh, so people are saying it's like a su surprisingly good book because like. I know that we here know the history of Gwenpool at this point, but uh, for those of you who don't know, she started as a variant cover for like this big Gwen Stacy push that they were doing Gwen Stacy variant covers that had her as various different characters. And one of them was Deadpool. And so she was in that like cover, like really blew up. That was like the most popular cover. And so spinning that cover out into a comic book seemed ridiculous, mm -hmm. uh, but it turned out it's good. And it's, I, I liked it a whole lot. Thank you for picking it. Yeah, of course. Um, I know I explained it last time when we were doing the book, when we were doing, well, when we did 20th Century Men, I explained why I picked um, Gwenpool, but I will reiterate. I picked Gwenpool because I just randomly came across Comic Drake's video about Gwenpool, essentially about the rise and fall of Gwenpool. And when he was talking about this series in particular, because there are multiple Gwenpool series, he was talking about how amazing this series was. I mean, of course, I am a sucker for Gooey Hero's art. I will go to every, like, anytime that someone mentions, like, hey, there's a book that's drawn by Gooey Hero, I will most likely, like, I need to read this in some way, shape, or form. I have to yeah. do it because their art is just so amazing and gorgeous and awesome. And it fits, and I know it, it, it fits Gwenpool to a T. Because Gwenpool does feel like a like an anime character in a way. 
Um, but yeah, it was Sparks. What did you think about the book? Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very humorous um, and well handled. And and I went into it pretty skeptical about just the concept of Gwenpool because I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm I, I'm still not like, you know, like I know it's not like she's directly based off Deadpool in the context of the, but it's like, I don't know. Did we, did we have to do that? But whatever. Um, but the, the use of the character is fun and it's engaging. Really, really, really funny. So I had a good time with it. Yeah. I found this uh, on the note of the artwork as, as Ben started saying, um, I really liked the artwork. I think it fit really well for this character. Um, there's a, there's a cart, there's a, there's a forced cartoony whimsy that Gwenpool is putting on her story. Like she is, uh, because of the nature of the story, she she is a, a Deadpool esque character. Uh, so she knows she's in a comic book. Uh, she, but if, in her mind, she's from the real world. Her name is Gwen Pool. Her last name is Pool, and she is from the real world. And now she's in this comic book world, and so she's kind of like. Oh, so well, I'm here by comic book logic. And if I'm going to be a comic book character, I need to be a hero because I don't want to be smashed by rocks. And so she's pretending to do all these things. There's a, a thing in the in the zero issue uh, where she's talking about stealing this thing from Black Cat. And she jumps into uh, and she she's like, oh, I wonder how I'm going to survive this as she's falling from uh, like a 10 story building and she lands in a truck and she's like, oh, a truck full of pillows. Classic. And she just killed a bunch of ducks. <laughs> like it's, it's very funny uh and the artwork and admittedly the zero does not have this artwork the artwork comes in when you're in the main issue but yeah it's i really i, I really thought the artwork just like sold it for me mm-hmm. yeah definitely um what i think what i like most about this book is the fact that gwenpool is gwenpool is a looney tunes-esque character even though she's not a looney tune but it has a whole lot of heart in it. Like the scene, like the later on in the book, I want to say it was issue two, like the scene where Cecil gets killed by Modoc and she instantly has regret. That's, and that's the end of the first issue. Yeah, end of the first oh, issue. Oh, well, you're talking about the aftermath of that. Yeah. Yeah. Where she honestly is like raging, like just throat, like, cause she thinks she calls herself the hero, but then she becomes a henchman. And to her, like becoming the henchman is like one of the worst things anyone in a comic book can do. And the her whole time is just like trying to get to become Mo, be as a like surviving as Modoc's henchwoman. Yeah, is really, I really enjoyed it because you know when we see like comic book henchmen, they're like, yeah, they're just can fodder. They're just like henchman number five. Go do that thing. Yeah, or even when she's like part of a superhero team of henchmen, it's she's she's still completely hilarious and then like when Batroc realizes that she has like no powers and no abilities and he's like yeah. you, you survived this whole time by luck Batroc by the way I didn't think would be a standout for me but I really enjoyed him by the end of this volume um, Batroc is a super is a super funny villain um, and even Gwen like speaks to his kind of uh ridiculous origins it even points out how much do you remember before you met captain america and he's like oh i don't actually remember a whole lot and it's like that's because you didn't exist before then um and he even is like goes to the, the history of the name of batrock it's from this and it means leaping frog and um and and he's just kind of like i'm 
I don't know what to do with this information. Like he's like destroying Batroc's whole world, but um, he's still willing to teach her uh, to what Ben is talking about. Uh, when Batroc realizes that Gwen has no superpowers, that she has just been lucky up to this up until this point, uh, he takes it upon himself after much convincing uh, to train her so that she won't uh, get immediately annihilated by uh by modok and the the way modok recruits her is really funny not not necessarily when she when he kills that character which is wild but when he says but when she kills modok's number one henchman by just pushing him into the furnace it was very funny it was uh i really i really think the humor of this book shines through um there's a kind of there is a kind of Looney Tunes humor to this, Ben. You're right about that. That uh that I think that I think works so well while not actually going full Looney Tune, right? Like mm -hmm. he's not pulling giant hammers out of bags or or right. or crazy things. Like it's very like she is putting cartoon logic to her life and getting away with it by sheer luck. Like when she kills, mm -hmm. um, when she kills, what's his, uh, the 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 weed whacker dude that Thor was looking for, um, just happened oh, yeah. to have the rocket launcher pointing directly at him. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I it really, I really found this character endearing because of her, uh, because just I, I don't know, man, they that they really surprised me with this. Mm -hmm. And even, oh. no, please have... go ahead. No, even with um. Gwenpool's fourth wall breaks because we all know Deadpool breaks the fourth wall and it's a Deadpool staple or it's a Deadpool staple in a lot of comic books. But with Gwenpool, because the whole was even when I found out that Gwenpool was getting her own comic book line, I was also very skeptical. I was like, oh, this is probably not gonna be that good. This is just probably gonna be like a, a Marvel trying to do a cash grab for the popularity of that one single issue or that one single cover. It's probably not gonna last. But the fact that the character has lasted this long and she's turned into her own. And even just by reading this, even reading this book, like where she is like, yeah, her name is Gwen Space. Her last name is Pool, spelled with an E. And she's like, all right, I'm just going to just survive and live in this comic book world. And like her trying to get I didn't I would never I never thought like her trying to get like a social security number and a bank account would be one of the funniest things I would read in a comic book in a long time. Oh, I, I do want to focus a little bit on that one. Sparks, what were you going to say beforehand, though? Um, I was going to say just in general about her presence in the comic world that, you know, they're able to make her killing people mm -hmm. with this sociopathic behavior. It works because contextually she's like, well, they're comic book bad guys, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, uh, I'll I'll admit that, like, I go with the book and I'm happy with it. I have a fun time. I don't understand I guess the conceit of because Modoc killed Cecil, that means she has to be a henchman. I'm like, that doesn't, it still doesn't mean you can be killed. Mm -hmm. It just means he got killed. Mm -hmm. I, you don't have to put yourself in this position, but it's, it's fine. Yeah. It, it's very, it's very much, I think it's, it's probably kind of washed away because it's Gwen living by the rules that she thinks she needs to live by. Um, mm -hmm. Now, now she has kind of accepted herself as a comic book character, even though she knows that she is one. Um, the this and and because like 
when Cecile dies, that's like the first genuine moment of emotion for this for her, right? Like she mm-hmm. she looks at all these people and she doesn't care about any any of these people. They're all comic book characters to her, even the extras. She can just kill whoever. There's even the bit in the Zero issue when she is in a park and she kills Black Cats. I just saw it. The detective. Um, the Black Cat's detective just in the park, um, uh, which is insane. And she doesn't give a shit. Um, but right, because he's a bad guy. Yeah. And when Cecile dies, though, uh, this is the first person that she actually liked to get killed. But and not by her either. Like someone. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know I could do this. Sorry, I read this on my Kindle, and I just realized that I can do something with it, and it's kind of insane. <laughs> um. Um. Uh, sorry, I'm just like flabbergasted by this. I didn't know I had this feature. Um, what was I saying? You were talking about um, when Cecil died, and it was a very big emotional moment for Gwenpool. Yes, a- yes, it's a, it's a, it's a, real, and it's a really good moment for her because, like, she realizes, like, uh, like she, she is now presented with stakes, right? She is now mm-hmm. presented with the fact that people that she likes can die. Um, she, she she still believes that she has plot armor um, because she believes herself to be a hero. But when Cecile dies, she's like, oh shit, maybe I'm not the hero of the story. Maybe I'm not supposed to be doing this. Maybe I am just going down to be a henchman. But she decides to be the best damn henchwoman. Sorry, I, I just want to real quickly, one of my favorite, cut, one of my favorite cuts is when uh, the, it's 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 when it's like Howard's like how am I supposed to help you and then it cuts to this scene where they're looking down in the hydro lab and and he just goes and she just goes ducks can fly right <laughs> yeah man I, I thought this book was was quite funny um, yeah the, the 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 smash cut humor is really easy to get I think in comic books because you can um, because of the way paneling works. Um, but I think in, in this, in this book, it, 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 it surprisingly excels and where, where others I think could, uh, falter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100% agree. Uh, Ryan, he, Ryan, unfortunately wasn't able to join us, uh, today, but yeah. he did send us some pages that I want to highlight real quick on like, of course, oh, while you're, while you're looking that up, I want to actually highlight cause, um, the Gwenpool holiday special is collected in this volume in the first volume mm-hmm. um uh and we all we, we all read the holiday special right yes cool. yeah okay um i thought that i thought that was very funny it's the first time in this volume that we actually see uh the artwork that's going to be at the main the main artwork of the, of the series um goody hero you said was his, art, was his name Guri hero yeah yeah um and uh basically it's it, it, it's gwen has been hired to kill this sword dude and she's like okay cool 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 yeah get swords uh she's like making notes to herself and she's teaching how to do swords and uh when she meets him he's this giant snake dude yeah Uh, and uh she just goes did i say orto i meant i was looking for um anyone else (laughs) 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 um yeah and and like you're really endeared to the man this artwork like this artwork does a lot of heavy lifting. Sorry, I'm just looking at these pages like right now, and I'm just like, this artwork does a lot of heavy lifting to get you endeared to Gwen because it's so mm-hmm. expressive. It's it's so cartoonish, uh, uh, and um, but not in a way that like devalue, like not devalues is the right word. It's, I mean, cartoonish is the right word. Like it 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 it, it is so unique, 
to this character and and the way the artwork is just able to show the expressions and the paneling and it's just uh it, man it just really flows all together like the, i don't think this book succeeds as well with like i i like the zero this is a good example i like the zero mm-hmm. issue but i don't think it's as good as the regular series because of the artwork i don't think gwen works very well without this specific artwork right the um the zero issue art is I won't lie, it's not my favorite. Um, thankfully the story itself though, I really enjoyed it. Like when uh, yeah, Gwen and Howard sure. the Duck te- yeah, when Gwen and Howard the Duck team up to get to steal a thing from Hydra, uh or to, where she steal a thing from Black Cat, then she steals the, the thing the thing back from Hydra. I just thought it was actually very funny. I was like, Oh, I think I might actually really enjoy this character. And like just like you said, when you pulled up Brandon the thing with uh, the snake guy with Orto, <laughs> and she's just, and even when it like smash cuts back to her trying to learn how to use swords on YouTube tutorials, how to and make she bomb. Just, yeah. And got how to make bomb. And then that's how she kills the guy. But even then I was talking earlier about Looney Tunes and this is one of Ryan's pages that he um, saved was when she's at Ronnie, the costume maker. Yes. And she's like, Hey, this is how much this goes for. And she puts her mask on and draws dollar signs on her eyes. And st- like the yep. old classic cartoon, big dollar eyes like a wooga moment and uh, like like ronnie's moment like oh now i gotta clean this again (laughs) yeah and she's just all mad it's really interesting uh hearing knowing where gwenpool's story goes because uh, i i I do know a little bit about how how her like overarching story ends it's really interesting to see her with miss marvel in this book um because the two of them kind of operate as the same kind of comic book nerd just ones from a comic book world and ones from a ones from the real world. So it's mm-hmm. it's an interesting like kind of meta thing of the the equivalent of it, 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 like it, this would be like if Amon Villani met Miss Marvel, right? Like this is a this is a comic book this is a comic book geek now in a comic book world talking to a comic book geek in a comic book world. Like it, I, I found that the kind of like the I, I think pairing the two of them up together and it's just for a page. Just for, a, but it's so electrifying and interesting. I kind of want more of it. Yeah. Um. Let's see. The, I I think that the art in the zero issue is pretty good. Um, yeah. I'll I'll say that it doesn't necessarily conform to the character as well as the rest of it, but mm-hmm. I still think it's good art, and I think it pops really well for putting her and Howard the Duck together. Yeah, I agree with that. I, is it the same artist, Sparks? Do you know in in the prologue of the first issue? In the prologue, where they meet, I don't. Where, where she meets Cecile with the oh with Cecil the, uh, Cecil. Sorry, yes, I keep forgetting. It looks like it it is, but I can't say it for sure. Because I again, like I like like you, I like this art. Um, it just it's weird, especially in the scene with um when they're in the cop car. Yeah. It just, it just it doesn't fit the character very well. I don't think I like it. It just, it, it's not, it's not the preferred way to see this character. I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you've got the cop in the cop car that says, "One time, I believe a portal to the actual for real hell opened up in Union Square, or it might not have been. The official word never makes it down to people like me, but I still had to go and shoot a strange apparitions whose faces would change into my mother's." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the the this cop who's just like I'm done. I'm taking your money, and I'm leaving. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, she, and he and she's like, oh no, he's gonna kill. She's like, what? No, I'm not. I'm letting you go. I'm just, just tired. Like uh, I'm just gonna leave force and disgrace. This is my early retirement. Importantly, the thing I think that makes Gwen pull work where Deadpool can't is um, leaving the mouth open. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think sure. that makes a big difference because there's there's so much use of of how Gwenpool's mouth looks when it's seen for reactions and things like that that you just don't have with Deadpool. Like they can do a lot with the eyes, but Gwenpool has so much more versatility for comedic expressions because mm-hmm. like you get the this is a good example. Hold on, let me pull this page up. Um, you get the idea of the comedy here and you would get it the same. Oh my God, this is not going to (laughs) happen. It's the, the, it's, it's the panel where I hate. I I can find this. Where is it? Uh, It's the panel where she comes upon like the tentacle man who's already dead. And then she shoots him. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. This one. Yeah, so you could do that exact same paneling with her face in those bottom three panels uh, for Deadpool and get the same like idea of a of a blank expression, but you get so much more from actually seeing the blank expression. Yeah, I, I agree. I didn't think about that until you just put that up. Uh, her eyes also kind of what also makes me dislike. I shouldn't say dislike because I do like the the art and the zero issue and the prologue, but like what makes it not fit for Gwenpool is if you see her eyes, uh, they are pink slits with in, inside giant black um, uh, holes, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like a giant, uh, the giant black with pink slits. And that's her, that's how this, this artist draws her eyes. But if you look at her eyes in the, in the proper artwork uh, down here, it's just mm-hmm. pink. It's just giant pink eyes. And like mm-hmm. that, I think and that kind of goes back to like the giant expressive pink eyes with seeing her mouth makes the character so much more expressive um, than you would get with um, Deadpool. And what helps that is exactly what Sparks is saying. Uh, you're able to, you're able to kind of get more humor also from this expression, from this, from these expressions yeah. Uh, because of that and i think it i like like you like you you can't do this oh my god i did that again you can't do this scene that ryan highlighted <laughs> with deadpool no i mean you can the thing is like you can it won't have as big of an effect though because all you're seeing is the and there's yeah. there's something to be said for like because Deadpool does the same kind of comedy most of the time. Like mm-hmm. there's something to be said for the, like leaving it to your imagination, what the expression is. And so you kind of just get it from the eyeballs and that's, that's simplistic, but Gwenpool works better as a connectable character by being able to see their mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Oh, I want to highlight something. I just noticed Ronnie's sign and I wanted to go back to, I think it's the zero uh, where she first meets Ronnie um yeah where it's got captain captain marvel things are great costume things are great costume i have been here daredevil i'm told it looks good (laughs) (laughs) some really great comedy there because she's she's clearly not like she i guess she makes dead uh, daredevil's costumes but not anybody else's but just like spider-man i have been there 
Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Modok has a dumb mohawk. Yeah. Oh, Modok mohawk. Did you That's not get cute. that? I didn't get that. I did like he has an acronym. He Modok works for Modok, which is mercenaries only for killing. Mercenaries organization designed only for killing. Yeah, yeah. that one. Uh, I thought that was I thought that was cute. I really like their crew together, uh, Batrock and uh, the others. Oops, I forgot their names. The, it's like the Bat- the eye. Right, is it the, it's is it's it, some kind of eye. I think there's an adjective. The the, the, the terrible girl, eye. The terrible eye. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. It, yeah, Doctor Mario. Tony. Um. Yeah, I really like them together. I think they're really fun. When he's um, I'm I'm sorry, I'm flipping to the to to the page with uh Thor. Um, I really like the 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 second the second issue, which is the one where they meet Thor and. Um, he so they're just like, um, quickly, Tony, kill him. Uh, ah, fools, I am god of the new death. And then, uh, it's like, uh, some paychecks are easier than others. I am not dead. And they just look at Tony, like, what? Like, I couldn't do it, guys. It's too weird offing a dude all up close, defenseless. I just know his powers for a bit. Um, like, we you know those powers, and then, like, you know, Thor shows up, but even just like the for- great. Like, Page, great page. Mm-hmm. Like, look at this page. Look at this page with Thor showing up. Awesome page. That I really like really Thor on this artwork. Or the page where she shouts Jane. Yeah, oh my god, being that's like, so what's her good. Name? What's her name? Natalie Portman plays her. What's her name? <laughs> <laughs> that was actually... Yes. yes, this page right here where she just yelled out Jane. Yeah, and, so good. And, yeah, and Thor was like, oh shit. Um, like, yeah, what did you, what did you I say? Really, sprain! I said sprain! I really like her references to like real people. There's a future issue where she meets Doctor Strange. Um, I guess she needs help getting social security. Um, and Doctor Strange like sees her world and is like, oh, Benedict Cumberbatch. I could see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was just kind of cute. Mm-hmm. There's good there's good character stuff in there too, because there's a lot of like um you know, oh well they'll forget they might forget about you entirely. It's better that way. Um, and I can't bring you back to your world. Well, it's better that way. So, yeah, really hints at something a lot more tragic with yeah. this character, especially when we see him when Cecil, is it Cecil? Yeah, Cecil. yeah. I keep forgetting. Uh, Cecile, when... Cecile would have an extra L and an E at the end. You're right. Um, when she's looking at the skull of his skull and she's like sitting there. Like, what am I doing? I'm the hero, right? I'm in a comic book world. I got a costume. Someone's reading this. Then why am I a henchman from Modok? Why are you dead, Cecile? It's not right. Something's not right. What if Thor just kicked off an arc where she has to destroy the mysterious assassin who knows her secret identity? Why did I say that to her? It's like she's having this like existential crisis moment of like, what am I doing here? How, like, why am I even here? Who would read this is, what, is kind of what she's going through. Uh, she's a very she's an interesting character because in this first arc there's a lot of comedy to be had here like when she when she um when she kills the dude that thor wants or when she's or the fact that they kind of uh, screw up thor's mission and still and still manage to save her mission uh Uh with the weed whacker like 
there's there's good stuff here, but there's also hints that there's something more <clears throat> to Gwen as a character, something deeper that we're that she's just not addressing, and so as a as comic book readers, we're not seeing right now mm-hmm. uh, until we get to the final issue with Doctor Strange, where we start to really see that oh, there 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 there's something tragic behind behind this. It's not the final issue in this volume, right? It's the second to last one. The last Isn't one's the it? one where she fights Modok. Yeah. Oh, you're correct. Yes, I just yeah, I just turned to it. You're right. Um, Modok, who's like, congratulations, you have one of Tony Stark's powers, money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, this artwork is so cute. Look at this page. She's talking to Doctor Strange. Look at these panels. Look at these panels. Look how cute this is. Yeah, she is. Audio she listeners is are going to hate me this episode because I'm just like, look at this art. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's really good art. Um, I also love how she gets to sick Cecil on Modok at the end. Yeah, she's yeah, like, Cecil, too. I choose you. She throws his skull like a Pokeball. <laughs> Modok, Modok shouts, it's a ghost. Activate ghost defense. That doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> I like that she, you know, she kind of took what she, knowing that Modok was going to figure this out eventually, she kind of took what Batroc taught her and, and, and the money she got from Modok to just be like, all right, well, uh, I'm... I'm ready for you. Like we're, yeah. we're, we're going to do this. I'm going to, I'm, I'm not, you're not going to kill me. I also love her room. I think her room is really sweet. Yeah. She's got a cover. picture of, she's got a cover of a uh, Spider-Man number one, which is kind of cool. Yeah. I, I, I really like this book. I'm not sure how much more there is to say, but. Uh, I, I, I really like other. when Batroc. No sparks. I really like when Batroc uh, goes ahead and says, like, I shouldn't have taught you, wasted all that time teaching you leg sweeps first. And she's like, but they're so fun. And immediately leg sweeps him. Yes. Very good. Uh, What was another page? Ryan had a few pages that he sent us that he that he wanted that he highlighted. Yeah, Um, he did. Um, I have I have them right here. So we talked about like the first page he sent was um, uh, essentially like it was from the, the zero issue where Gwenpool is essentially telling Howard that she knows everything about what Howard did and how, and what he did to black cat. Right. And and how... We get another somehow uh, in, in just the Marvel books that we've picked for book club, we get another by Felicia joke. Yeah. With Felicia did. Hardy. Mm-hmm. Really? Yes. Yeah, it's happened that... before. Has it really? Yeah. I noticed this. Uh, Spider-Man said it when he was going to go uh, up to help the Avengers fight something, and uh, I forget which book, but we definitely talked about it on the book club before. This is the second time we've gotten a by Felicia joke. Mm-hmm. All right, we need to start collecting these. <laughs> collecting the by Felicia's. Yeah, we're going to put this on a book. We're going to put this on TikTok. I like that contextually, like it's played by Felicia, like sincerely, where she doesn't take it as a reference to the joke, and is like, wait. Do you know me? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. wait, do we know each other? Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Um, oh, go ahead, Ben. No, one of the other pages that Ryan was that has is when Batrock is on the top of the, the tower with Gwynpool saying mm-hmm. that he knows that she's a fraud and all this. But the last line, because it was the last page, I want to say issue three, where he says, you compromised our mission and our, your foolishness. You are a fraud. And I'm going to tell on you. Dos, yeah. issue two. Oh, issue two, yeah. Just the fact when he says, I'm going to tell on you like he's a, a grade schooler, had me rolling. And in his French accent, like you gotta imagine that's supposed to sound really funny. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's, 
two things I want to highlight, uh, which is Modok. Um, the whole reason he wants to recruit Gwenpool is he's like, um, see, she's a she has very special talents, and she explains like, why are you even doing this, Modok? Aren't you supposed to be retired on the? And he's like, see, no one should know that. I don't know how she knows that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then the other one is um, when they have the the squid people that they deal with the uh, the Tethudians. You get Sam Wilson uh, representing the Avengers on television. Like the Tethudians were there this whole time. Ah, the Avengers really should have taken care of that. Sorry, folks, we're busy. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. I wanna I wanna highlight this page, which is the first time Doctor Strange shows up because look how hot he is. <laughs> Oh, what sure. the hell? What what are we doing here? Why Which you is her reaction so too? Yep. Um, he usually is. Uh, this is pretty like this is hotter than I've ever seen him. Um, I also really oh I do want to mention that I I forgot I like that so her word bubbles are different they're pink and black uh, unlike mm-hmm. other unlike others, um, and Strange is able to use her word bubbles to find her universe. Oh, yeah, because he detects a cosmic accent. Yeah, I thought that was a really cool idea, this co- this idea of a cosmic accent. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because um, Deadpool has yellow and black word bubbles. Mm-hmm. It, and so, like, you know, it's kind of like, okay, well, Deadpool has yellow and black, so she has pink and black. Well, and the, But using that in the story as, like, this, the, this cosmic accent idea, I thought that was a really cool idea. Mm-hmm. It really... It, uh, I really enjoy that and also how they make use of the word bubbles. Cause I, as far as I know, when it comes to Deadpool, there's just no reason as to why his word bubbles are yellow and black. They just are. But with Gwenpool, like, well, of course when we first meet her in issue zero and she, excuse me, and she starts talking, her bubbles are pink. You think, Oh yeah, because her costume is mostly pink. It kind of makes sense. But what I like, what um, Hastings did, the writer is like, there's a reason as to why her word bubbles are pink. And it's because when Doctor Str- and when she meets Doctor Strange, like, yeah, it's because you have this cosmic accent. I can see that you're from another world. And one of the things also I was I wanted to highlight and I wanted to talk about this um, this mm-hmm. cluster of issues is that this is just hitting the ground running with Gwenpool, or like an early Gwenpool story, but it's not her origin story. And I kind of like that. Especially with a character like this, is like, hey, let's just like hit the ground running, let's just show you what this character is about. We'll tell you her origin later instead mm-hmm. of like, say, like issue one of Superman. Oh, he's rocking it off from, from Krypton or issue one of Batman where it's like, oh, yeah, my parents died. And this is my origin story. And I'm the Dark Knight. And yada, yada, yada. And I kind of I kind of enjoy that. And also, I still kind of leave like how it leaves a little bit of mystery as to how we know Gwenpool's from a different universe. We see that like right off the gate, like even in issue zero where she's like, Oh yeah. Like we're there in the hydro base and she sees the guy, like the guy who's sick in the tube. Who's like, you know, giant has all these lumps on him, And she goes, Oh, that's mumps. I had, I got vaccinated for mumps when I was a kid. And he's, and Howard Ducks is like, lady, we have the MMR vaccine in this universe too. That's not mumps. And she goes, <laughs> that was pretty good. and she goes, Oh, <laughs> and you know, has the, that freak realization. And I love how when she's talking to Dr. Strange about how she's like, it's probably better this way. It's probably better this way that she doesn't go back to her home dimension. And she doesn't go and her parents eventually forget about her. You can tell that there's something bothering her that will be revealed down the line. And it makes me want to read even more because I want to find out how she feels about this. I want to find out not only how she 
got to the to the MCU universe, but why she wants to stay there because with a lot of these stories, I mean, there are stories where someone gets transported into their dream universe and like, I never want to go home. That sucks. But with other stories, it's like, no, I gotta get home. I gotta get home. I have to go home. And they're doing, and they're fighting tooth and nail to get home. But with Gwenpool, she's like, nah, I'm, I'm good. I think I might continue reading this book purely on art alone. I'm just, I'm just, yeah. sorry. While you were doing that, I was listening to you. Don't worry about that. I was just kind of looking at, I'm just kind of looking at the artwork now. It's like flipping through panels and just like, man, I really like this artwork. Yeah. The last time we read a Guri Hero book or a book that Guri Hero drew was Superman Smashes the Clan. And I want to say oh, that was my yeah. in- I want to say that was my introduction to Guri Hero. And, and don't get me wrong, super like Superman Smashes the Clan. I've been on record before, and I'll say it again. That is my one of my top favorite Superman books, not just because of story, but artwork as well. Yeah. Uh, and now because of Unbelievable Gwenpool, this is normal. I mean, because of Green Hero's artwork and also because, once again, the artwork and the story mesh so well and it works so well to me that when I go back to comic book conventions, I'm going to be looking for these trades. I want these trades on my bookshelf and the art is a big factor for me. I like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I really like what Christopher Hastings is doing with this character and how he's writing her along with the other ones and how funny they are. Mm-hmm. And I am like, even another page where, where uh, Batrock is trying to, is teaching her how to shoot. And she's like, Hey, look at this grouping though. You're doing, you're improving you. Yeah. You, you missed, but your bullets are in a group. Now you just have to like get this group from there to there. And then it's like, yeah, we're going to teach you hand to hand. It's like, no jokes about feet. Next next panel is like okay we're gonna te- we're gonna do some leg sweeps. I knew it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man, I really like this book. I'm glad you picked it. Uh, I'm glad I I'm glad I finally got a chance to read it. Um, I'm gonna. I think I, I, I. Yeah, I always say I always say this, but like, there's a lot of books that we've read on this on this book club series where there are volume ones. Uh, very rarely do I continue with them, and not for lack of interest, mind you. It's just because there's a lot of books that we should read, and I get yeah. kind of crippled by indecisiveness if there's too many things to read. Um, yeah, but I I do want to continue with this book like really badly, and I hope I I hope I I do. Yeah, with Gwenpool, I mean, obviously with Gwenpool, I am so glad that I turned a one eighty on this character because when I, like I said earlier, when we first heard that this character was getting their own line, I was like, okay, this is just like a cash grab. It it you know, I it felt hollow in a way, but after reading these these um, issues zero through four, these five issues, I really like this character. I know it's just like the tip of the iceberg for this for this 25 issue run. Um, but I really like where it's headed. I I was even looking at some of the covers like I want to see her interact with Victor Von Doom because there's a I saw this really cool cover where she's holding up a postcard where it's like greetings from Latveria. Mm. And I'm like, oh, that's going to be hilarious. No, Sparks, you're muted. Yeah, we can't hear you, Sparks. I assumed even without knowing uh, that Doom would be on a later cover. That Doom is the person who's behind Modok. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. I didn't about that. Uh, well, there's he, a person. There's a person who it's like, who do you think Modok was was afraid of? And it's like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, because at the end, the at, at, this volume ends with like, uh, we need to talk to our investor or whatever. Our um, client, yeah, our cl- our client. That could have been Doom. Yeah. Uh, doesn't Modok even say? I wonder if there's any Doom bots around that I can use. Yeah, he does. And even when so, yeah. uh, 
And even Gwenpool, when she get when she gets drafted into Modok service, she goes, "I couldn't get drafted by a Doom or a Galactus. This sucks." Modok, really? Yeah, they really they are pushing this Doom thing a lot. So yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I, I think you're right. I think you're right about that, Sparks. Um, all right. Anything yeah, else you want to discuss? I'm just going to say that I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Um, Ryan did also put in the group chat that he was really happy that I picked this book. Um, I'm just glad. A, I'm glad you all liked it. I would, I, like I said, I picked this because of a YouTuber said this was a really good series. So I took a, sh- a shot at it and I was, and now thoroughly- this YouTuber is saying it's a good series. <laughs> yeah. I am confirming what comic Drake said and comic Drake apparently reads a lot more comic books than I do, but not apparently it's obvious. He reads a lot more comic books than I do. That's his job. Um, but yeah, this, this really is a great series. And if you were on the fence, it's really fun. It's really, it, I wouldn't say it's light, but the art, the gooey hero art will really you in it, The art alone is just 10 out of 10. Fantastic. The writing is really well done. I really enjoy this character now and I want to read more. I really honest to goodness want to read more. And I want to go out of my way to get these trades on my shelf because I really think that this is a great, a good series to have. Sure um yeah it's good all right well if there's nothing else let's pull up ryan's next week it's taskmaster the rubicon trigger the rubicon by jed mckay i was looking for that okay so the uh did we do it we've done a taskmaster book before we did yeah we have i'm sure uh i don't remember which one that was i was trying to look through the uh through the list but i couldn't figure it out okay well uh taskmaster the rubicon what trigger 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 thank you sorry okay so that'll be next that'll be in two weeks time because once again this series is bi-weekly um that'll be two weeks time however um there's gonna be other things there's plenty of other book club stuff there's a lot of books book club stuff guys if you're if you're on this feed uh sparks has been kind enough to put up our archived book club from uh past episodes um at this point there's probably a bunch of them now but they're short they're relatively short uh so you can you can um you blow through them pretty easily. And uh, uh, Wasted Space Volume 4 is back by the time this episode goes out. Um, mm-hmm. Nope. Incorrect. It's not? No, this goes up this week. This and Wasted Space week. will be the week after. Oh, okay. Well, Wasted Space is next week. I'm sorry. I got the, I got confused with the schedule. That's okay. Um, uh, so Wasted Space will be after this. So stay tuned. For yes. that. We're, back, we're back on Wasted Space. Um, but... but uh, there's a Star Trek book club that's out there now where I talk to uh, Andy Palacides about the Mirror Universe saga. Uh, stay tuned for more Star Trek book clubs. Those are a little bit slower uh, coming out because uh, you know it's a lot of book club stuff going on, and I want to make sure that we have time for it all. Um, but yeah, a lot, of, a lot of cool stuff, guys. Of course, there's also Basement Arcade. If you're a video game fan, there's plenty of Basement Arcade stuff going on right now, such as Chaos City and Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, stay tuned for as we run as we roll through September and into October, Spooktober, what we call it, Spooktober, uh, our Spooktober, Spooktacular, Spook, Spookben, Spookbentobers, Spookums. I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, those are coming up. Uh, if you're if you're a fan of our channel, then um, hey, October is a great time for scaring Ben with some pretty scary video games. Uh, so so stay tuned for uh, all that fun stuff coming up. Uh, but I, never, uh, I was gonna say I will never forget when I played um Slenderman last year. And that was fun to watch. The, 
Yeah. And then, of course, the following day, my fiance and I went to Halloween Horror Nights. And as I was driving us to Universal, I could have swore I saw a Slenderman figure on top of the San Gabriel Mountains. And it almost scared me. And I was this close into getting a car accident. So thanks, guys. <laughs> Watch Ben play Slenderman again this year on Spooktober. No, not really. You're going back. No, <laughs> I got to go back to Freddy Fazbear's. We got to do coming out this year. They did updates. You're going back. Oh, no. That's incredible. That's incredible, guys. And maybe some Choo Choo Charles. We'll see what happens. Oh, uh, definitely Choo Choo Charles. Oh, Fanny, Fanny is championing for Choo Choo Charles. She wants We're to all championing for Choo Choo Charles. No, you have no idea how much my fiance wants to watch me play that, and be she is willing to make the time to come and watch to come over, be on video, be on microphone, and just watch me definitely. suffer. Well, stay tuned for a lot of that fun stuff. And uh, of course, for anything else uh, that is strike impacted or not, go to our website at fakenerdpodcast.com. Um, there's a page where you can see all of our shows and what is impacted by the strike and how and links to find all of them in both their audio and primary video. Their, sorry, their primary audio feeds and their video feeds, which you can only find on this YouTube channel. If you like this video and subscribe to this channel, of course. Um, you can also check out our Patreon and our TeePublic if you'd like to support us financially. We greatly appreciate it. Again, all the links, every link that I've, every link that I could possibly ever say at the end of this episode is on our website at fakenerpodcast.com, which is also linked below. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Fickner Podcast, Fickerguys at gmail.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us personally, I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. I also write for atomicgeekdom.com. Um, ben, where can people find you? Well, you could find me at Ben Magnet 27, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Threads. And you can also find me writing for Fusion Gaming Magazine, go Nintendo.com, Old School Gamer Magazine, and playing Mary Frankenstein at Dean, or not at Dean Dark. Well, I mean, at Dean Dark for the Twitter handle, but on Dean Dark, which is a Dungeons and Dragons uh, real play podcast. Sparks, where can people find you? Um, you can find me uh, trying to learn to do some sweet. Leg sweeps at Sparks Witty on Instagram, Twitter, S P A R K Z Witty. And of course, you can find our good friend Ryan, our other co host here at DJ Tony Snark on everything. Uh, all right, guys. And until next time we see us, stay fake, nerds.